Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Born Yesterday, a podcast experiment in which myself and the Right Honourable Andy Barr... Hello have been cloning our sweet little asses. You are absolutely right about those asses, Alexander. We have been cloning those little mothers, and we have been giving them 24 hours in which to familiarise themselves with three things. What have we done after that? Uh, We invite special guest comedians to explain other things to those sweet asses on the basis that those sweet asses only understand three things. They have to teach them about the world and stuff and ideas. And what are the three things that those precious little asses understand this week, Alexander? The asses have seen Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. They are familiar with bees. And they know what a Ryman's is. Yeah, wow. Sweeney Todd is my favourite musical. Is it? Yeah. Uh, The stage version of... And I don't think the film adaptation works especially well. It... I kind of... My main overriding memories of it are that it's a bit uh, kind of wacky, but in a boring way, and uh, that it's very, very sort of grey. Yeah, it's a kind of, it's it's quite a hard tone to hit Sweeney Todd's, the musical version, because it, it is meant to be funny, right. but, it, but it's got quite a specific sense of humour. And what its sense of humour isn't is what the film does, where it basically goes, oh, we're doing a funny bit now. Right. Is that the stuff that's funny in the musical is like... The, the, the characters aren't funny. Mm. Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett are like really like kind of boring. There's a whole song called right. A Little Priest, which is basically about how bad their senses of humour are. Right. And it's more about you're kind of laughing at the awfulness of everything rather than, oh, this character did a sort of jolly, funny thing. Yeah. And that doesn't work in the film. Yeah, I don't really... I, I'm trying to think of anything that I would like less than watching Johnny Depp try and do a funny bit. Yeah. And... 
Well, he's, he's done comedy well in the past. What? I don't know if you saw Mordecai, Andy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> absolutely, Alexander, I stand corrected. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And let's not forget that one about vampire. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I cool. can't even. It was uh, something about. It's based on shadows like, or something it's, like it's, that. that that's what we do in the shadows. That's a different thing. You know, but what the fuck was it called? Um, Vampire Mordecai. No, oh, come on, be serious. <laughs> There's no point checking. There's no point checking. <laughs> Nobody needs to know this. If you remember what the Johnny Depp vampire vehicle remake of some sort of cat fifties American <laughs> television program was, please get in touch on our email address. Yeah, um, by sending an email to it. He's made a lot of crap. He has made a lot of absolute dreck. Yeah, I think it's it's I think it's comedy that became the problem because he basically he did a few things where he 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 has quite good comic timing and he did fucking Pirates of the Caribbean and then everyone was like, well, let's just put him in that over and over again. But yeah, it doesn't work. No, no, not at all. First one I quite enjoyed. There's nothing wrong with the first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, letter eight. <laughs> However, fucking many there are. Um, yeah, the 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 Sweeney Todd film it suffers from the same thing that Tim Burton's latter work suffers with is everything has got this horrible color palette, mm. which does not look good at all. Yes, they're, they're very ugly films. Yeah, and then it's 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 a musical that is full of really unrealistic like big broad characters mm. and they try and play those characters quite realistically and that doesn't work either and all of Depp's not Depp's um, well well, Depp and Tim Burton's sort of latter era of films mm. were what if we took some existing beloved IP and put a sort of pedo coded Depp in yeah what, what if what if we did this what if that but I've got interesting hair. That's mm. basically it. Yeah. That's the formula. Yeah. I don't really like... Aspirationally, Andy, you and I would, on some level, like to operate in this world. Mm. I went to film school. I want to make films. You did. Um, that's very much an ambition of mine. So I don't really like sort of um, criticising people who are still in the industry. Right, However, yeah. Tim Burton's Alice what in Wonderland... What if this gets back to him? Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland is the... Bennett wor- said what? <laughs> well, I had been intending to cast him as the peach in my new James and the Giant Peach, but that's off the fucking table now. He's making films is hard. It's hard to get anything made. It's hard yeah, to make things. And yet it's hard to he get is right. very often permitted to make things. Yes, even though Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland is one shit. of the worst films Atrocious. I've ever seen. Absolutely awful. One of the ugliest films Horrible. I've ever seen. Uh, terrible performances. And mm. uh, yeah, dreck. Absolute dreck. Yeah. Yeah, of no value. Did you like Matt Lucas in it? No. They get Christopher Lee in for... Uh, a minute's worth of dialogue, and that works. Great. Um, you know, it's it's always nice to see Christopher Lee getting a paycheck. Hmm. He doesn't need it. No, he's dead. And before he was dead, it was definitely from money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a... <laughs> you know, nice to see recognition from a nice sort of vibe and voice. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would describe Christopher Lee as having a nice vibe, but... Well, by nice vibe, I meant a very clearly defined and effective vibe Mm. for a film. Yeah, I'm a huge Christopher Lee fan. Yeah, yeah, we know. Um, We've seen your posters. Yeah. Covered in... Are you disappointed in yourself for what you've just implied there, Andy? Are you disappointed in yourself for what you've done to those posters? So Sweeney Todd is a uh, story about uh, a barber obsessed with revenge, uh, who wants revenge on a judge. Uh, who t- if you were going to eat a pie made of fellas, which, which bit of fellas would you want? Um. It's not the question I was building up to, Andy, but I'll answer your question. Um, uh, because I've uh, uh, listened to interviews with cannibals, mm. I'm led to believe that the uh, the tastiest part of a human body is the phalanges, the bones, um, uh, the, the, the part of the finger closest to the palm. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm led to believe that that's the tastiest bit. Is it? Yes. Okay. So, like, kind of like, um, I don't know, ox cheeks or something like that. Uh, my question, uh, which I was building up to, was um, would you eat human flesh if you were offered? Oh, no. I agree with you, but I know a worrying amount of people who are like, yeah, I'll try it. Right. It's been ethically sourced. You don't have to worry about that. Okay. Well, well, I mean, you certainly wouldn't have any brain. No. Don't have brain. Don't eat brain. Because, you know, if that's got misfolded prions in it, they'll accumulate in your brain, and then you are going to end up with some sort of transmissible spongiform encephalopathy. Um, I would like to just say for the listener that Andy isn't looking at any words when he's saying that. That's all straight from the dome. I have read uh, most Wikipedia articles for forms of transmissible spongiform encephalopathy. Have you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, CJD, Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, or mm. uh, bovine spongiform encephalopathy, BSE. And what personal crisis was this a distraction from? At work. I was at work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a form of um, uh, terminal, and I think it might be inherited um, insomnia <laughs> that you can have. Or Kuru disease, which uh, is the one which resulted from um, cannibalism, yeah, particularly noted cases in Papua New Guinea, what? because there was a sort of funereal cannibalism whereby part of the sort of you know, funeral rites would be eating mm. the brain of, of whoever had passed away. And because those people had misfolded prions, which are kind of protein that would sort of accumulate in the brain, and then they'd sort of start turning the, the brain tissue to a kind of sponge, which is where the spongiform comes from, mm. um, this was you know kind of endemic and it was a real crisis we're beginning to sound a lot like other podcasts i'm so sorry is is there a relationship between that and that terminal horrible insomnia thing that yes. some people yeah, have yeah, yeah. really yeah, right. yeah, yeah if you've not seen this listeners um there's a sort of um inherited form of insomnia that is in some families mm. uh where It's a prion disease, certainly. At a certain point in your life, you lose the ability to fall asleep. Yeah. And uh, you die quite quickly in quite a horrible way. Yeah, yeah. It sounds absolutely bollocks. Yeah. And it it could happen to you when you're 15. It Mm. could happen to you when you're 68. It could not happen to you, but you definitely have the genetics for it. Mm. This is a comedy podcast. (laughs) 
You ever seen a bee? Right. You're in an office in the West End. Yeah. And they're offering you half a million to uh, to pitch a musical. Right. This is the Andy Bar musical. Okay. Okay. Andy, what's your idea? You need struggling characters who have something they have to overcome <laughs> to songs. So there's this family of... Go on. <laughs> Go on. Family of performers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be a number of songs, but um, a lot of them are going to be broadly non-verbal. Uh, okay. What, what do this family of performers do? Well, they've got this incredible act. Mm-hmm. They try to succeed in the uh, business. Mm, show business. Yeah. And they've gone to a... They've gone to what? A big director. A big director. Yeah, so it's a, it's he's a, huge. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family of performers and they go to a massive director. Yeah. And what do they do? They say, we've got an act for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, and the director presumably says, okay, I'd like to see this act. Yep, he does. And then what happens? He does say that, and then uh, they say, well, you're in luck, Buster, Mm -hmm. because we're going to show you. Okay, and then what happens? Uh, (laughs) They get out this incredible uh, sort of diorama Mm. of Riyadh. The capital of Saudi Arabia. And they go to representatives of the Saudi royal family. Mm. Uh, I say they, I mean puppets. Puppets that the family are operating? Yes. Okay. And they go to uh, puppet representatives of the Saudi royal family and they say, we're a family of travelling performers. Okay. And we've got an incredible act for you. A show within a show. Yeah. And presumably the puppet of the Saudi royal family says, brilliant, I'd, 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 love, I'd to, love to invest. I'd love to see it. I would love to invest. Okay. Sight unseen. <laughs> Sight unseen, I would like to invest. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then what happens? They get out a couple of drones. Mm-hmm. And another... The puppets in- get them out. The puppets get them out. Yeah. And they also, the family get out... Another incredible diorama. Okay. Okay. What's what's this diorama of? New York City. <laughs> okay, and then what happens? Uh, the big director says, can I stop you there? Mm-hmm. I had friends in the towers. <laughs> And as they're being bundled out the door, they say, the aristocrats. <laughs> Have you ever been stung by a bee? <laughs> I got stung by a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where? Uh, neck. I've been stung in the back of the neck by a wasp before. Yeah, I think it was the side. Oh, oh, no. Uh, I got stung by a wasp uh, somewhere else as well. Go on. <laughs> Cock, no. <laughs> I was on the way to school. Uh, and I quite... <laughs> on the way to school with your cockhead. Yeah. You were skipping through the summer's day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, the the, it was by the tennis courts. In between between Folkestone Invicta Football Club and the tennis courts, which were by the side of our school, which sometimes we used for school tennis 
lessons and sometimes me and my dad tried to get into without paying the man because the man didn't come around very often. And you were skipping through with honey I on your cock. skipping through there with honey on my cock and mm. the bees and wasps ignored that and chose to get lodged in my hair. I had quite long hair at the time mm-hmm. and I noticed that something had flown into my hair and I tried to get it out and it stung me on the hand and also stung me on the side of the head several times before I could smash it. Mm. You've seen B-movie. I think we've. I'm sure we've talked about B movie. Yeah, but only before. briefly. So the thing, the thing that's weird about B movie mm. is one of the things uh, is that he has a relationship with a fully grown human woman. Yeah. I'm sure we've discussed this before. Yeah, I was sort of working towards the question: What animal would you be least embarrassed to have a relationship with? Mm. And it's a relationship. Remember, this is. Your, par- your partner's coming round to dinner parties. Well, Harry from Harry and the Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an excellent shout. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good shout, actually. Because he seems nice. Seems nice. He's fella sized. He's bipedal yeah. humanoid. He's probably hung like a fucking stallion. <laughs> Is that scene they cut out of Harry and the Andersons with? Well, actually, they, John... had to, they had to digitally edit out from pretty much every single episode. <laughs> gigantic swinging fella, John Lithgow's eyes <laughs> bulging. The amount of makeup that they had to get for all of the characters because you know they do, they do a take. Something would go wrong, so they'd have to retake. Harry would swing round to go back to his mark. And just fucking smack somebody in the eye, and then they've got to go back to the trailer to get bang one of the kids on the teeth. <laughs> Lithgow doesn't know what to do. I thought I was packing, but this guy's ridiculous. Ryman's, yeah. You get a discount up there at, at the fringe. If you're a performer. Yeah, you do. That's what I know about Ryman's. Yeah, you get a little discount. Yeah. Our two fantastic guests in this episode are Stuart Laws and Rich Wilson. You can find Stuart Laws on Twitter at at this, this Stuart Laws. I misread that. I thought I said, this is Stuart Laws. It's this Stuart Laws. That's his Twitter handle. That's so good, what you've done there. I've done a really good plug. I love it. Um, uh, Stuart has a new special out. Stuart Laws is all in. It's available now, I believe, on YouTube via £800 Gorilla Records. Um, And uh, Stuart is um, doing the Edinburgh Fringe this year. His show is called Stuart Laws, Is That Guy Still Going? And uh, he uh, is at the Pleasance. So look on edfringe.com for tickets to his Edinburgh Fringe show. And you can find Rich Wilson on Twitter at I am Rich Wilson. He is also the host of the award-nominated and award-winning podcast Insane in the Membrane. Um, you can also go on his website richwilsoncomedian.com for all of the live dates and info about what he's up to. Uh, he also has a Patreon for his Insane in the Membrane, which is http colon two forward slashes patreon.com forward slash membranepodcast zero. So you can sign up to that if you want to pay him some money. Leave a five-star review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Tell other people about the show. Buy tickets for my Edinburgh show. Uh, Alexander Bennett, I can't stand the man myself. Uh, Go to edfringe.com for tickets for that. 
and um, buy tickets for anything that I'm doing in the future. Absolutely, you'll know more than I do. Email us about uh, topics you might like us to explain to future guests. Uh, tell people about the show. Spread the word. Please spread the word. Please like, subscribe, review, and uh, send money to us. Should we listen to the episode? Yeah. <laughs> Stuart Laws. Hello. And Rich Wilson. Hello. Thank you very much for agreeing to explain a few things to us today. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. my pleasure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I would like to say thank you so much. Thank ah. you. Uh, myself and Andy uh, have only been alive for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And in that time, we have come to learn something of the following three things. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> we know what bees are. Mm-hmm. And we're familiar with Ryman's. Ah. These are the things that we know about. Congratulations. Well done. It's quite a, very good. Thank you. Thanks. Um, Rich, bearing in mind what we understand, mm-hmm. in one minute, could you please explain to myself and Andy who Ainsley Harriet is? Your time starts now. Ainsley Harriet uh, is a, was a chef. He's still alive. Um, <laughs> really sound, it all straight away made it sound dark. He's uh, still very much with us. Uh, he's a very jovial man. Um, jovial, yeah. very jovial, jovial, happy, smiley, laugh, laughs a lot. He's always laughing right. a little too much, <laughs> I'd say, because okay. he laughs at everything. He's very, isn't he? He's sort of yes, and uh, he kind of. He said he's a chef. Yes, what's a chef? So a chef cooks food. So you would have been on Earth. Here for what was it, twenty four hours? A day, twenty four yes. hours a day. Um and so you I assume you've come across food. No. You no. haven't come across any no. food just yet. Well, I I believe that uh, Sweeney Todd has something to do with food. Sweeney pies. Todd, yes, yeah. pies. Now Sweeney Todd uh would kill the people that he's he was cutting their hair and then yes. uh, um, his uh, the next door neighbour, the baker, Mrs. She, Lovett. Mrs. Lovett, she would make pies mm. out of the bodies, and that's how they got rid of the bodies. You see? Yeah, so yeah, yeah Harry, we'll know about your that. time is up. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Uh, in a minute, there you've explained to us that Ainsley Harriet uh, is a, is a, is a, a chef, very who, jovial, who prepares uh, food uh, in a similar manner to Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Uh, who laughing a lot of the who time. Who laughs too much. Yeah. He enjoys his work. Mm. Thank you. Very Thank much. you. <laughs> Stuart, mm. in uh, one minute, could you please explain to us who Margaret Thatcher is or was? Your time starts now. So Margaret Thatcher was very much the Sweeney Todd of her time. Okay. Whose so hair did she cut? She cut the hair of the working class, so to speak. Who are they? So the working class are the people who ate the pies in the Sweeney Todd that you're familiar with. They're the sort of people that wouldn't uh, be able to go to Ryman's because they wouldn't have a need for anything in Ryman's. They're very much, they just need coal and (laughs) And pies. And And, and Margaret Thatcher cut their hair or cut their heads off? Cut their heads off, so to speak. And um, so imagine... um, And made them into... The pies that they would eat. Yeah, so does it, yeah, in a metaphorical way. So, What's in the way that, that these, yes, is a good point. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what um, is a metaphor? Eight seconds. <laughs> so, Margaret Thatcher's the Queen Bee, 
and the oh. working classes were the drones creating all the honey. And she said, no, I'm chopping your head off. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. There was a lot of information at the late stage there, Andy. Yeah, yeah it really crept in. Uh, <laughs> Would you like to sum up what Stuart's just told us? Certainly. Margaret Thatcher was somebody who, uh, the, the Sweeney Todd of her time, she mm-hmm. cut the heads off the working classes who were also the people who would have eaten the pies that she was producing. The working classes are people who are not able to go into Ryman's because they're or, or not, not inclined to go into Ryman's because they don't eat anything that are sold in Ryman's. Thank and, you. Yeah. Yeah. And and the queen bee and the queen bee the queen bee which yeah. suggests a sort of structure to the working class's relationship with Margaret Thatcher yeah yeah they did uh, organise themselves around her so to speak <laughs> okay to protect yeah. her mm, the opposite right so sort of the opposite she, she was a sort of anti queen bee of yes let's call it that I can't, can't believe you know the word anti we have a use of the English language but not a full understanding of it great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> um, those were people. We're, we're keen to learn about people. Uh, we're also keen to learn about places because mm. we are aware other places exist. Uh, Rich, in two minutes, could you please explain to us what Dollywood is? Dollywood? Your time uh, starts <laughs> now. Uh, Dollywood is a place uh, just outside Croydon. Um, it has a rhyme. Croydon? Uh, Croydon is uh, just over near Dollywood um, in, uh, uh, in sort of south So these London. places only exist relative to each other? Or? They do, they do. And once you visit one, the next one appears, you can see it. Right. So it's a bit like so you have to go yeah. to you have to go to Croydon you before to you go, go to, to Dollywood. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. To, yeah. And uh, this is that is an excellent thing for you to actually know about that. Croydon is the centre of everything. Everything's connected to Croydon. Huh. So you have to go to Croydon. Croydon is anywhere sort of else. Queen Bee of places. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly that. And it's uh, it's exactly that's where Margaret Thatcher was from. Actually, it's Margaret she, Thatcher was from Croydon. Yes. Okay. So she hated the working classes because of that. So she was hell-bent on destroying are there, them. Are there a lot of working-class people in Croydon? There's one or two. There are one or two. <laughs> Which the, is it? The, there, are, there are two. There are two of them. Okay. Two of them. What are they, they like? Are, they are lovely people. Uh, they've not been near the Ryman's. Very busy. Well, they're taking no, care of they've business. They've no reason to go to, to well, the this Exactly. Yeah. They don't need to go to Ryman's. They're too busy dealing with... Cold and pies. Yeah, <laughs> you know, bodies in pies and things like that. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's, it's what's happening over there. So... Dollywood uh, is, um, <laughs> well, it's like Hollywood. Um, Hollywood is a place in America where all the famous people come from. What's America? America is a country much like ours. Uh, What's ours? So this country. Where Croydon is. is. Yeah, so where Croydon is. Is Croydon uh, a country? Croydon is a country. Yes, it is. Uh, that's so, why you have to go there first to go anywhere else. So where where lots of working class people. People are and where Margaret Thatcher's from. Two we them. are two yes, of them. Two of them. Only two of them. Only two um, of them. And America is a much larger version of Croydon. This, is there a Thatcher Croydon? there? Yes, there is a Thatcher there. There was a Thatcher there, but he's recently been um, what's his name arrested. Uh, Donald Trump. Your time is up. Thank you, Rich. So <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that very much. Um, in t- in two minutes, you've explained to us that that Dollywood. Uh, is a place that can only be accessed via Croydon, uh, and it's a sort of big American Croydon. I, no, it's it's the it's the Hollywood of this country, I think. Yes, and Hollywood is a place where famous Americans are. Yeah, 
and they've got their own Thatcher. Who's called Donald Trump. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome. Thanks. I, I mean, go. it's, it's, it's <laughs> con- <laughs> great. It's confusing information at the moment, but I'm sure plenty more will, will come through and we'll be able to piece everything together. All we seek is clarity. <laughs> to that end, Stuart, mm. please could you uh, explain to us uh, what the Overlook Hotel is? In two minutes, your time starts now. So imagine you're walking straight into Ryman's. <laughs> you picture it? <laughs> yes. You yeah. can see the cashiers off to your right. The, the, the cashiers. Yeah, the cashiers. <laughs> the cashier nuts. <laughs> cashier nuts. That's where you check in. And uh, <laughs> you check in. You check in and you say, I'd like in? to have room, a room, yes. to take in the experience of being here in Ryman's. However, the Overlook Hotel, uh, you get that room and you're allowed to stay in that room and you can sleep and you can... Uh, so sleep is something that uh, Sweeney Todd would do after a hard day's work. Right. Okay. Relax, regenerate, mm. and then come back the next day working <laughs> harder than ever before. So you yeah. know when Sweeney Todd was struggling to work out what he was going to do? Yes, um, yes. Sort of had like a shaver's block. Didn't know how to shave people. <laughs> <laughs> and really committed to it. So the yeah. Overlook Hotel is famous for someone coming in yes. to look after that place okay. in the way that the cashier looks after Ryman's. And okay. so it's, or it's, the it, queen bee looks after the hive. Right. It, or Margaret Thatcher doesn't look after the... Croydon yeah. people. <laughs> the Croydon people. Yeah. Which is another word for working class, yeah, presumably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so the Overlook Hotel is a big Ryman's yes. yeah, that you can stay in. Yes. And um, it's famous for one person... Um, well, getting shaver's block, but the opposite. So imagine you're in the, Ryman's so and you're getting a pen, you know, a pen stop. and paper that you can buy. He can't stop trust. shaving people. Um Ah, yeah, no, he can't. He, he can wants stop. to write down the story of someone shaving. Writing down is... <laughs> but he can't work out how to do it. So starts to go um, a bit doolally, sort of like... Um, well, like just... uh, okay, I'll explain. Uh, <laughs> like you. when a bee has no queen and doesn't know what it's doing with itself. That's doolally. Yeah, that's doolally. Thank, Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you for that. Andy, would yeah. you like to hear? The Sum up the information that she abs- has provided. Absolutely. The Overlook Hotel mm-hmm. is like a big Ryman's where you can sleep, and it's famous for somebody going there with the opposite of Shaver's Block, where they couldn't work out how to write a story about somebody Some... getting shaved, yes. and they became like a queenless worker bee. And that's what I know. Well, that is... That's good, I think. Yeah, that's bang that on, is, yeah. yeah that is Brilliant. Bang on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Stuart. One area of human experience myself and Andy are keen to learn more about uh, is creativity. Yes. And the world of art. Good on you, actually. Trying to improve yourselves. Thank you. Yeah. We, yeah, I suppose that is what we're doing. We're trying yeah. to improve ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Um, Rich, in three minutes, could you please explain to me what happens in The Lord of the Flies? Yes. Your time starts now. Okay, so they all went to Croydon. Um, Who did? Uh, there's a load of school children. They're like small human beings, tiny human beings. Not tiny, not like not <laughs> minuscule. They're kind of half your half. size. Half your size. They're half humans. Half humans, yes. They're not but school children. School children. Which yeah. half? The top half. Right. And the bottom half is made of pens that they got from Ryman. <laughs> so... 
They go to this. They end up on an island, children. which is a. Is a you said they've been to Cleveland. Are they working class? Uh, no, they're not working class. Okay, no, what are they? These are uh, they are middle class. What's that? Um, it's yes, it is the people with more money than the working classes. They've got more bees than the working classes. They've got not more as, bees. They've got more bees, <laughs> but not as many bees as the people at the top. Would they be be inclined to take these bees into rhymes? <laughs> If they yes, they want to. You wouldn't want to lose them. You can't leave them lying around. So you probably take them with you wherever you go. If you've got a lot of bees, why can't you leave them lying around? Um, because they'll fly away, and someone will have them. And you and don't want that. that. You need, and then you lose your would bees. That person become middle class. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, no, that's not really how it works. You how, sort of, how does it well, work? It works. Well, that's a good point. Actually, you're born. Where when when you're born, your family have bees, right? And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you've only got a few bees and you have to work, go out to work right. to get your bees, okay. um, you, uh, you, that you're working class because you're working to get your bees. You're working hard, really hard, but not getting many bees. Mm. And in middle class, um, they Can do, I pick you up on something, Rich? Yes, you can. Um, what's being born? Myself and Andy were cloned. We don't oh, really know what that is. So when a man and a woman love each other very much. What's love? Ah, that is a very good question. Answer it. Love is wonderful. <laughs> love is a beautiful thing. Love, you, you, I imagine yourself and Andy have love for each other. When you look at each other, there's a feeling that you have. There you are. See, that's love. And um, so the people that... Was, 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 that, that, was <laughs> that feeling love? <laughs> I'm assuming it was love. I could see by the look in your eyes. Okay. Your eyes are at the front of your face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the things that this is all see. useful information <laughs> <laughs> and they there was love in them I could see that there was love in those eyes so your eyes know. contain love they do contain love sometimes but sometimes when someone takes your bees then you have hatred and you want to go and steal the bees of others okay um, and, and Lord anyway, of the what, Flies and Lord of the Flies that's what happened there someone got the top of the tree and then they all went hang on a minute he's got more bees than the rest of us so they everyone Turned into flies, and then they all flew back to Croydon <laughs> to see the bees. What's a fly? So a fly is on the front of trousers. Now Five, trousers are what you have for what you're three, wearing on your legs. Two, your legs are one. one. Thank you so Thank much, you, Rich. Rich. That made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> there was information to absorb there. Yeah. We, we very much appreciate you. We're taking it all on board. <laughs> so what happens in the Lord of the Flies? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that some <laughs> some uh, small half people yeah. um, got pens instead of legs? Yes, uh, they have access to more bees uh, yeah. than a working class person, mm. but they have hatred for someone who has access to even more bees than them. And at a certain point in the process of hating this person with more bees, they. Be Come the front of a trouser. Yeah, and it I think it's more like Lord of the Rings, doesn't it? <laughs> we don't know what that is. No, ah, I've never you. seen or read Lord of the Flies. So, but I think we have gained an understanding of uh, the, the the class system and how it pertains to the possession and mm. inherited ownership of bees. Yeah, but it's not directly linked, but there is some. And you can take your bees into a Romans. You can. And that's where you can keep them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rich. My pleasure. Stuart, hi. Three minutes. Uh, could you please tell us uh, what happens in Moby Dick? The time, time starts, starts now. now. So, 
we've all been in that situation before, haven't we, where we have popped into a Raymond's. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you have we not haven't been into a Raymond's. We know what okay. they are. Oh. So a uh, a Sweeney Todd like character, or what's the other? What's name me some of the other characters in Sweeney Todd? Mrs. Lovett, who yeah. makes the pies. Yeah. As Tobias, the the little boy that they employ to sweep up hair and help make pies. Yeah. So Tobias is very interested in going into Raymond's to get a white piece of paper. Mm-hmm. But every Ryman's that he goes into, the white piece of paper is either bought just before by someone else or just sort of just eludes his grasp. He can't get it. He can get any other shade of paper, but the, but the white bit of paper eludes him. Okay. Yes. So what happens in Moby Dick is a small boy... Tries to get a piece of paper. So okay, it's recounting so this event where I've Tobias from Sweeney Todd went into. So the white bit of paper in Moby Dick happens to be an enormous bee-like creature with queen instead bee. of a, a, a queen bee, but like uh, instead of like the stinger at the end, yes, um, it has like a little flap. So you know the flap, the flap instead of a singer. in um, Sweeney Todd that opens up to allow the bodies to yes. go down. It has one of those at the back, okay. so it flaps up and down, more like on an envelope or in an envelope from Raymond's. Thank you. This flap on the end of the enormous bee, yes. do bodies go into it or come out of it? No, um, I believe fecal matter does emerge. What's from... fecal matter? Yeah, mm. good question. So you know what's in a pie? What mm. it looks like? That sort of brown mess. Well, we know that what pies with sort of heads and things yeah, look people, like. Yeah, yeah, so a bit of a bit of a dirge, a bit of a <laughs> scummy right. mess it's in a, there. A mixture so of pie yeah, filling things. comes out of the flap <laughs> of the end of the bee. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, this giant bee with the flap at the back, with the fecal matter coming out of it, um, is swimming through the water. Now, you know what water is? We've seen it in Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yes. Great. So that's in the water that covers the majority of the earth. Do you know what the earth is? No. No. Ah. So the Earth is where Sweeney Todd lives. It's a giant orb, so sort of like a head. Where is Croydon? Yeah. It's on the Earth in a very specific... It never moves from the same location. It's always... Why not? Right. Well, it can't. It's uh, geostationary. <laughs> <laughs> is Dollywood the same? Dollywood, uh, Dollywood can move because Dollywood is an emotion, sort of like love. Okay. And if love is in your eyes, where is Dollywood? Dollywood... I actually don't know where Dollywood is. Which part of the body? Oh, so yeah, which part of the body? Um, it's. I think it's found in the chest. Thank you. Okay, your, your time is up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Andy, would you like to? Certainly. Uh, Moby Dick. Uh, what happens in Moby Dick, rather, is that Tobias from uh, Sweeney Todd wants to find, in a Ryman's, uh, a piece of paper. Now, this is an allegory for uh, a gigantic white bee with a flap at the back uh, that pie filling emerges from um, that's what happens in Moby Dick <laughs> that is quite accurate I think <laughs> it's nearly there yeah. Yeah. Croydon is geostation <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, subtext yes Stuart can I yeah. get you to b- briefly explain what subtext is yeah I can absolutely so um, when you are in a Ryman's and you want to buy uh, an envelope Mm-hmm. Right at the front on the shelf is where all the envelopes you can buy are. Yes. But if you look to the back of the shelf, 
there's more envelopes mm-hmm. that you didn't realize were there. Right. And sometimes uh, they have different uses. Yes. Um, to what is actually at the front of the shelf. What other uses? Um, so it could be a different size. It could be jiffy, um, which is a padded How envelope. does the use of a jiffy differ from the use of a standard envelope? You can post something more precious, for example, a queen bee right. or a head. So subtext is envelopes that are at the back. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Myself and Andy have only existed very briefly. Yeah. We are aware that things existed before myself and Andy. Um, have you guys fucked, like, anything? You, either each other or... <laughs> What's just out of interest. What's fucking? What's fucking? So you've come into this world mm. yeah. in, may I say, adult bodies? You may. We don't know necessarily what that means. To- you've, got, you've got something of the Todd about you. In terms of your bodies are the size of a, we're Sweeney more like Todd. Sweeney than Tobias, right? Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, we so aren't, we aren't in search of paper. Well, try, you know, when you walk in the entrance of a Ryman's and then you back out of it no. swiftly and no. then you go back. No, in. we've never experienced this. We know what a Ryman's is. You know but we've what never someone, entered. You've seen. We can imagine a person going in and out yeah. of a Ryman's. Yeah. To so. what end? We can't imagine. But. <laughs> to spend money, right? right. Yeah. To eventually sort of um, disperse deposit money into okay. the, and the but, faster but, that you go in and out of the rhyme as you go you go yeah right. okay the so quicker you spend your money yes good so we've yeah. learned there that fucking is giving someone money thank you Stuart <laughs> <laughs> giving Ryman's money yeah that's what love is <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, as I said, myself and Andy are aware that things happened before myself and Andy. So we'd like to learn about the past. Uh, Rich, in three minutes, could you please explain to us the circumstances and occurrences of the Profumo affair? Ah, now. Your time starts now. So there was a woman sitting on a chair. Um, she was always sitting on a chair. Do you know what a chair is? You're sitting on chairs uh, now. Well, but Sweeney Todd has Sweeney a chair. Sweeney Todd has a chair. Oh, so you're aware of chairs. You know yeah. what chairs are. So. Yeah. But what the thing is, she was always sitting on it around the wrong way. So she was turning it around and sitting on it suggestively the wrong way around. What was suggesting? And this suggests kind of like, hello, everybody. I'm sitting on my chair the wrong way around. And so... There was what, what does that suggest? Uh, it suggests that she needed a, to be spoken to about her chair usage because it was round the wrong way. And so everyone was, by, there was, oh, it was in the newspapers. You know what newspapers are? You get your news, the news program, stories telling you what's going on around I, 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 Croydon and surrounding areas. There are, uh, Sweeney Todd is referenced in a newspaper. So there we are. So that so that would be a news. That's why everyone gets their news. And so the story of, the, I can't remember her name, but she was sitting on a chair around the wrong way. And it was <laughs> such a big story that it made the newspapers. And mm. so everybody, and um, apparently it was a why guy. Why did everyone care that she was on a chair the wrong way? Because that's what it's always been like. People always meddling in other people's affairs when they should really be letting them sit on chairs however they like, you know. And it turned out there was a it was there was a guy that was uh, had helped. Um, he was married to someone and he'd um, been helping her with her chair usage. It was fine. And then What's he met marriage. Ah, uh, now so if you two were to agree to be together for a very long time, why and not go anywhere or not look at anyone else's chairs, just looking at your chairs together. Yeah, um, that's marriage. You so are, marriage you, you agree it? to be together, um, and uh, you give a you give her a token, a ring, mm, uh, right. which is one of these I'm showing you now. They would have been in Sweeney Todd, maybe. Marriage is a commitment to be interested only in one another's <laughs> chairs. Yes, exactly, Andy. Thank you very much. Right. And so there was another man that, although had made that uh, agreement with uh, another person, mm. um, had started to now look at the other person's chair the lady with the chair that was around the wrong way he started to take interest in her chair presumably he was more interested in it because she wasn't using it properly she mm. wasn't using it properly and he was yeah but he he enjoyed the fact that she wasn't using the chair the properly. misuse created yeah. a sort of free soul uh, it did exactly you see so that was so because he was bored of where he was because that chair was the same chair same way around all of a sudden there was this exotic chair that was around the other way and he was interested uh, but they had to keep it a secret so as not to upset Everybody, but it got in the yeah. papers because she was using it. The it wrong did way get around. in the wrong into the papers. The thing is, at the end of the day, though, it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault at Whose all. Whose fault she, was it? It was the the man with his with the, the chair, the other interesting chair that he was married to. So he he had an interesting chair, but he wasn't interested. He wasn't interested in, in that, that one. He wanted to see. He wanted that person in that chair. I can't remember her name. His name was Profumo. That was his name. That's why it was called the Profumo Affair. Yeah. And just and to uh, repeat the question <laughs> that Stuart asked earlier, did they fuck? Uh, I imagine so. I wasn't there. What uh, time was I that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rich. In three minutes, you've explained to us that the Profumo affair uh, was when uh, someone called Profumo, who had committed to only being interested in one chair, became interested in another chair that was being misused, and this made the papers. Do you know what I've yeah. realised? I didn't know anything about the Profumo affair. I've heard the name. You've learned something as well. Yeah, so that's it now. It all relies on, all that that I was just talking about relies on the fact of you having seen the photo of 
No. The person involved, see, the way she What's was sat a on a chair. So a photo is, um, it's a, uh, so a camera is a little box. Yeah. A camera? So I'm about to explain. Yeah. It's a little box. Thanks very much. It's a little box. <laughs> He's yeah. just said that. And then you point it at that. So I point it at, I point it at, <laughs> I point it at all of you and I click a button. Right. It's right. on the box. What's the button? And then the, so the button is now, so what happens is you press that button. To this day, no one really knows how photographs work, all right? That's just, is that true? Yes, it is true. There's one person <laughs> and he true. died. Um, the rest of us have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I take a photo of you and then that ends up really in this box and then I can either print it out or put it on something and you'll be able to see it. So printing is if you go to Ryman's, <laughs> they've got uh, these machines yeah, yeah, yeah. at the back mm. and you say, excuse me, I have this photo. I'm not sure what a photo is. I was given it by someone. Could you print it off for me, please? And they will print it in Ryman's. Right. Yeah. Thank Stuart. you. Yeah. Stuart. Yes, hello. Would you like to sum up what you've just learned from Rich? Yeah, there's like a button, which I don't know fully what it is, but you press it and then you t whatever happens from that, you take it to Ryman's and exactly. then they will give you a, a version of what that button saw. That's exactly it. Well Brilliant. done. Thank yeah. you. We're all learning together. <laughs> Stuart. Hi. Could you please explain to us in three minutes uh, what the millennium bug was? Your time starts now. So picture that giant white bee with a flap on its back mm. and its horrible little detritus pouring out of its flap. Pie filling. Pie filling, Pie filling. yes. Um, that is what the Millennium Bug was wanting to do to the world. What did it, well, no, what did it want to do to the world? It wanted to cover the world in, in it, shit. It, <laughs> in pie filling. In pie filling. Do you, want, do you need any more information? Why did it want this? Okay, so the Millennium Bug uh, obviously is that giant bee, white bee, but imagine yeah. it shrunk down to a tiny, tiny, tiny size, smaller than Tobias, smaller than... So the size so, of a regular bee. So <laughs> even smaller than a regular bee. Is so this, take that giant bee, shrink it down to a regular bee, and then even smaller. Down is to, this the same... A giant bee from Moby Dick that has been shrunk, or is it a different? It's different in a way. It's um, it's sort of a, a modern version of that. So for a lot of people, they went hunting for this Millennium Bug. They were What's desperate hunting? to find it. So hunting is a simple case of walking into Ryman's and thinking, "Where's that bloody white bit of paper I want?" Tobias was hunting. Yes, Tobias yeah. was hunting. Um, so the Overlook Hotel obviously has its uh, system of checking people in obviously um yeah in the same way that like Ryan does you, yeah. you check in yeah. like giving Before them money you go and look and, for your paper exactly <laughs> so um that device is yeah. called a it's called a laudanator okay <laughs> <laughs> is it yes <laughs> and within that it had the brain capacity to only deal with a certain amount of numbers so, 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 so the the device, the name of which is a lot of netter. Uh, it, 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 inside it can only have so many numbers inside of it. Yes. Is this the same system that operates in Ryman's? Yes, exactly. What so, What is the number? Um, so, if you went into Ryman's, for example, and tried to buy one hundred sheets of paper, mm -hmm. you would get there and it get to ninety nine, and then when it tipped over to one hundred, it would go back to zero because it hasn't got the ability to do more than th three digits. Would that mean that you had then bought no paper? Well, exactly. This is what the Millennium Bug is running around in computers saying, you you can't 
do do that. And stopping people buying paper is the equivalent of covering the world in shit. Exactly. So by the time the year 2000 arrived... Why is this the tiny bee's concern? Well, no, it, the tiny bee had no uh, say on doing it. It was born to do that in the same way that you two were born. But you said that it, want, it wanted to do this. Um, it wanted to in a uh, basic sort of um, animalistic urge. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Andy, would you like to sum up what Stuart has just told us about the millennium bug? Certainly. Uh, when the year 2000 arrived, uh, there was a tiny version of the gigantic white bee with its flaps that emitted uh, pie filling yes. that was possessed of an animalistic desire to cover the world in shit. Uh, and it did this by preventing l'ordinateur in Ryman's from allowing anyone to buy more than 99 sheets of paper. Thank you, Stuart. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that one, actually. <coughs> Good. Yeah, that was really impressive, actually. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> We're so happy with this info. <laughs> um, there are so many things to learn about. Yes. We're just going to offer you a few more. Rich, in two minutes... Uh, could you please explain what I would be doing if I were to try and get into the Bergheim? Your two minutes start now. Yes, I can do that. That's um, the Bergheim is um, another name for hive. It's where the bees live. Mm -hmm. um, right. Um, elsewhere, <laughs> um, and uh, that's that's yes, that's what you'd be trying, you'd be trying to do. It's. Um, in Dollywood or Croydon? It's to the left of Croydon, um, which is on... <laughs> and it's always to the left of Croydon. Always to the left. Croydon is at a fixed point. Yeah, it's geostatic. It's geostatic, yeah, geostatic, yeah, we love that. Oh, that's yeah. very nice. Um, and that's where the bees live, uh, in the Berghain. And uh, you... So the Berghain is full of bees? Yes, right. very much so. Okay. Why do people try and get into it? Um, because it's it's nice to be part of a group, isn't it? It's nice to be part mm. of a. Is it about class mobility? Um, uh, <laughs> is it? Are some classes more mobile than others? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think the middle classes are very happy to sort of um, be mobile down to working class if it helps their career. Absolutely, there's a lot of that. Yeah, being mobile. But how down, how yeah. do they how do they hide the number of bees that they have? Mm. That's a good question. Well, simple. They yeah. they sort of adjust their accent a little bit. They pretend that they didn't go to the schools they went to. Um, <laughs> this is all very good, by the way. I was going to say all of this, but uh, <laughs> no, carry on, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> they perhaps wear clothes that are suggestive of someone not as well to do off. Well, and why would middle class people who already have a lot of bees try and get into Berghain, which is a beehive? That is a very good question um, because it's a better beehive than the one they have. Okay, what one do they have? They have a small, they have a smaller one. Um, it's not as is, many bees. Not as many bees, and they'd like more bees. What's the quality of honey coming out of the, their mind? <laughs> <laughs> Time's up. Thank, you. Oh, thank God for that. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Keep asking me things I don't know. <laughs> What you've explained there is that um, what I would be uh, doing were I to try and get into the Berghain uh, is I would want to 
go somewhere with a better quantity of bees uh, and I may or may not <laughs> modify my behavior mm. to protect other people from the real number of bees that I possess. <laughs> conceal from them the number conceal of bees that them. you have. Yes. That sounds about right, actually. Yeah. I think I understood. What is the bird kind? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> we don't know. No. No idea. No idea at all. And we're, you know, we're none the wiser now. It's <laughs> a shame. It sounds like a gallery or a yeah, or a posh school. Maybe. A genuinely, it's incredibly stressful um, podcast format when now these two know what it is. No, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, these two outside of this podcast know what it is. We don't but know what any format, of those words. Are, and they have no idea. But now they won't tell us. And neither you or me know what the fucking burkine is. <laughs> Perhaps we might ask you what a format means later. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart, Stuart. Oh, fucking. <laughs> I'll try and help if yeah. I can. That was nice, when As you did, yeah, you absolutely yeah. saved my bacon. Yeah, well done. Bacon? Well, it doesn't yeah. matter. We have no time. Stuart, mm. in two minutes, please, could you tell us what American football is? Ah. Time starts now. So, you get the old pigskin. What's the pigskin? Well, yeah. that's to do with bacon. Okay. Now, you don't know what bacon is, so let's step it back even further. I've touched the table, I'm sorry. You take that giant fucking white bee. <laughs> that's around a lot, isn't it? That? Yeah, yeah, it's knocking about. You shave its butt. You shave its butt. You shave, it, you shave the flap. Yeah, you shave the flap as much as you can, and um, you have then very thin slices of meat. So meat is what goes into the pies. You Sweeney Todd its You Sweeney Todd its butt. Um, that is, is bacon. Uh, it's also a pig. So a pig is like... Uh, bacon like, is bee shavings. But only from near the butt. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So but it's actually to pig shavings. So what is a pig? <laughs> a pig ha- has like a little spirally flap. So you know the um, the shoot that goes down from Sweeney Todd has got it mm-hmm, goes yeah. in a circle and yeah, down and out. Yeah. That's uh, that's on the back of this pig instead of and, the flap. And the and the pie filling travels down the spiral. No, it, it shoots out underneath the spiral. Okay. Now a pig is like if you take that giant white bee with a flap and then you reduce it down to Millennium Bug size, but then you right. increase it again back to just smaller than a human size. Does it damage the bee doing this? No, it stuff loves it. it. It it. Can't get enough of it, yeah, can it? Yeah, 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 we, yeah. We all know what love is. Yeah, it's yeah, in its, its eyes. Yeah, it's in its, it's eyes. It's just having a great time. And the bee has got so many, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eyes. yeah. <laughs> no, that's a lot of bee, a lot of eyes on that bee. A lot of eyes. <laughs> Bees have a greater capacity for love than we do. Exactly. Ah, yeah. yeah, okay. So you take that pig skin and you create a head sized, sort of, uh, but elongated, elongated. You stretch that head out a little bit so it gets a bit warped. That is a American football. What what shape is it? Um, it's a head, but stretched. Okay, so you right. use bee shavings to make a stretched head. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That is then in a field. You Thank you. you. Okay. <laughs> Andy, would you like to sum up what Stuart has told us about American football? <laughs> ah. American football. <laughs> Every great sentence starts with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> American football is when you have a version of the gigantic bee that has been, that isn't the gigantic bee, it's a pig, and it has a, a spiral flap instead of a uh, sort of envelope style Sweeney Todd flap. Um, 
and you take some shavings from near the flap mm. and then you mould those into a sort of head shape and you stretch it out and then you put that on a field. That is American football. I think bang on. Bang, bang on, on, yeah. Bang on. yeah. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Myself and Andy are interested in human behaviour. So we'd like to learn some more things about things humans do. Uh, Rich, in two minutes, could you please explain to me what I would be doing uh, if I were to train to become a jockey? Um, your two minutes start now. <clears throat> you would have to shrink yourself down to the Here we size go, of, a, <laughs> of a Millennium Bug. Really, that small, yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then expand yourself out yeah. a little. So, but not as big as a pig. Size not ex- as big as an actual human being. Size expansion cannot... It must be carried out. If you want to go any size other than the, the size of the big piece of paper in Moby Dick mm-hmm. or a Millennium Bug, you have to reach one of those two sizes first and then expand outwards again. It's easier, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it. How is this being achieved? It's being achieved um, with a special uh, jockey machine. Um, okay. Yeah, it looks it's like a wardrobe. Now, a wardrobe is a big <laughs> box... Right. Um, with doors on the front. Mm. Um, there may have been one in Sweeney Todd, I imagine. There it's like a smaller Ryman's, isn't like it? Like a very yeah. small Ryman's, yes. And then Is there a lot in a tear in there? There is, yes. And that's how they become smaller. How many bees mm-hmm. are in a cupboard? There are so <laughs> many bees in a... That's only threatening. <laughs> that's like walking, walking to a pub. A pub is where people go to drink alcohol and forget about the fact that there was a Millennium Bug and the... It the depends, I guess, on what class the wardrobe is, is how many bees are in there, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, yeah. That makes total sense, yes. Um, and then jockeys are put in the cupboard. They're left in there for a while. But they're training to become jockeys, so they're presumably not jockeys. Well, they're already... In, they, they are... Bo- they are like so they're born... They're already born. They've already got the skills jockey. to be... These jockeys, so they're like the Millennium. They in, are in which the, 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 the possessed of an animalistic desire to, to ride to horses <laughs> to become jockeys. Exactly, horses, horses What's are what the jockeys. They're animals bigger than pigs. What do their flaps look like? Ah, uh, now they have extraordinary flaps, <laughs> and you count their flaps with by hands. <laughs> <laughs> why? Uh, <laughs> nobody knows why it's hands. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> thank you, Rich. Your time is up. <laughs> I think to see how many hands you can get inside a horse. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's how big you know a horse is. Yeah, yeah. By how many hands you can get inside of it. Yeah. In two minutes, Rich, uh, you've explained to us uh, that what I would be doing if I were to train to become a jockey. Uh, is I would go into a small Ryman's in order to learn how to put my hands in a horse. Exactly. Thank you, Rich. That's bang on. <laughs> Thanks for helping me again, Stuart. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Stuart. Uh, <laughs> could you please explain to me... Uh, in two minutes. In two minutes, what I would be doing if I were to be partaking in extreme body modification... Your time starts now. So imagine you're a, uh, a giant white bee in the sea with a weird flap. Yes. But you want to be smaller. Mm. Right. That's body modification at its basics. Okay. So you're reducing the size of yourself. You've got to go, Maybe, into, you've got to go into the wardrobe. You've mm-hmm. got to go into the wardrobe. Now, there in the wardrobe, you can take a lot of things. So, you know, um, Sweeney Todd yes. has that shaving device. Mm-hmm. The razor. Yeah. Yes, the razor. So you might use that razor to create an incision within the skin, but not go as deep as he normally would. 
which is mm, to right. take the head clean off. Okay. Well, he's he, he's he's got sort of two modes of depth. One of which is to shave people, and yep. one of which is to kill them by so it's yeah. a midway cutting point. their throat okay. goes through. And then we'll push that razor through and leave that within the body. So it's, it's <laughs> hanging out of the body. It's in and out of the body at the same time. So it's, a thing it's sort of like going in and out of the Ryman's. Right. <laughs> and do you spend money to do this? So, so it's when Sweeney Todd fucks you with a razor. Is that what you're saying? It's in that sort of ballpark. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, you know what writing is. Of course you do, because you've been to Ryman's. And we've talked about, obviously, the man Sweeney Todd the writes a letter. We've seen Writes that. a letter and the person in the Overlook who is struggling to write. Hmm. This is you meeting someone who doesn't struggle to write. And they are writing words all over your body. And we know what bodies are, yeah? Yeah. The, yeah, the flesh so. that you would shave off of a pig is is, is ah, part right. of the body. Part of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you would write all over that in ink, which you can buy in Ryman's. Right. Uh, what is ink? Ink is like the liquid that comes out of the front of the flap, but darker. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's like dark pie filling. No, uh, no, because. <laughs> Pie filling is oh, so you know the honey that comes from a from a bee. Yes, it's that, but it's runnier. Thank it's, you, thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> Andy, would you like to sum up what we've learned about extreme body modification? Uh, extreme body modification is uh, something that you would be doing if you were to get Sweeney Todd to not take your head fully off, but put the razor in a bit so it's hanging both in and out. And leave it. And leave it. Um, and y you also can get somebody who's very good at writing to write on you. Um, help me out here. I can't fucking remember any of that. I think you, I think you summed it up very well. Right. There's you another bit about like sort of very viscous <laughs> honey coming out the front of the flap. Viscous dark honey. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, the yeah. explanation mm. of ink which is used to ah, do the writing. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, and um, you write on someone who's got a razor sticking out. Yeah, yeah, correct. Thank you. So, yeah. Finally, myself and Andy have use of the English language but not a full understanding of it. Mm -hmm. um, so we'd like to... And you have my commiserations. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry to be so obsequious. <laughs> That's okay. But at this point, being tenacious is of more interest. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> We'd like to learn more about the things that people say. Yes. Rich, in two minutes, uh, could you uh, please explain to me what someone would be saying if they were to refer to someone as, oh, they're having kittens. Right. Two minutes, your time starts now. So, having kittens. Kittens are smaller, bigger than the, the Millennium Bug, smaller than pigs. Oh, back to this. Oh, it's never ended. <laughs> Relentless. <laughs> through sheer tyranny of will. So they're, they're, bigger, they're bigger than a bee, but they're smaller than the gigantic bee in Moby Dick, and smaller yes. than a pig, but bigger than... The Millennium Bug. And people like these. Right. They like the physical, they like them, the real ones. Do they look the same as uh, the other bees? They're bigger. And, yeah. and that's the only that that Fluffy. Oh, they're both fluffy. They are both fluffy, yeah. yes. Um, and they're the size that people like. They do, They like them, yes. If you would take 
to take shavings from near their flat, would that be bacon or would that be something else? Yeah, that would be something else. What would you call it? It would be illegal. Um, and <laughs> people that? wouldn't like it very much. What's uh, illegal? You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do well, it. And why Somebody is will come down and take your kittens away from you. Legal difference between taking shavings from the flap of a pig and the flap of a kitten. <laughs> Again, this is the thing that nobody knows why one why why we we put one animal over another. Would you care to hazard a guess as to why that's the case? <laughs> you're right, Rich. It looks like you're having kittens. I'm having kittens. Yeah. He said, therefore. Why did he say that? <laughs> what does that mean? Because I'm now squirming in my seat, uh, trying to explain. Are you sitting what, on it properly? I am. Yes. <laughs> So squirming is a squirming is a proper way of sitting on a seat, but it's diff- different. If you if you got it around the wrong way, and someone asks you uh, uncomfortable questions, and you start to move around in it and get a bit worried, um, you are having kittens. Having kittens is is another phrase for worrying. You are worrying about something. You are uh, you're having kittens. <laughs> you're really worried. So it's a way of moving in your chair that is still within the bounds of legality, but. <laughs> Yes, but cause very anxiety. Much so. Very much so. Yes, and yes, and and why? Oh, various reasons. Your Someone is up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. In two minutes, you've explained to us that what someone would mean if they referred to someone else as having kittens uh, is that they would be sitting on their chair in an unusual but not illegal way uh, for various yeah. reasons, mm-hmm. and uh, and also kittens are a sort of a perfectly sized bee that you can't shave. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Oh, I did explain it. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Stuart. Hi. Please, could you explain to us uh, in two minutes what someone would be doing were they to piss on your chips? Your time starts now. So you've got a lovely pie. You've just bought a nice pie Where from Mrs. Lovett. Yes. Uh-huh. You're oh, it's, walking. It's, it's got bits of people in it. So. It's got bits of people in it. You're looking forward to eating it. You don't know there are bits of people in it. You're having a great day. Everything's worked out for you because you've got that pie. That's what you've wanted the entire day. Did you have an animalistic desire to attain that pie? Exactly. And okay. now you've attained it. You're about to put it into your pie hole, your mouth. Right. Which is what we're speaking out of right now. Yeah, we, we've seen mouths. Yeah. But then... They're in but It sounds like there are two pie holes, though. Yeah. One is for pie filling in. Yes. One is for pie filling out. Yeah, okay. it's a one-way system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically <laughs> yeah. a tube. Yeah, you can sort of go in a little way into the one into both. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, 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 and stuff. To, but like, and that's your the, choice. That is your choice. <laughs> but those are with the pie or not? It, largely, we're saying it's an in and out. It's a, it's a one-way right. system. But like, there are obviously areas that you there can bend those rules. To the... Yeah. So, so you're what about are to, the exceptions? Uh, uh, anal sex, for okay. example, What's or fingering that? someone up the ass, <laughs> um, or vomiting. So those are the sort of the, different the only things. three. Okay, very <laughs> okay. So well, I've got questions. Um, very succinctly, because yes. I know you're trying to explain sure, something yeah. else. Uh, what's anal sex? Okay, it's when you pop your appendage <laughs> in under the flap. Okay, uh, what's uh, fingering someone in the asshole? <laughs> you put another appendage, a different or multiple append of those appendages. Okay, and what's not vomit? Vomit is like a. It's when the inside of your body has rejected the pie filling and wants, doesn't want to send it out the bottom way. It wants right. to send it out the top way. 
Okay. And um, and you don't so pull you, those appendages in at the same time. Yeah, and pissing on someone's in. chips. You can easy. go one, yeah. and then two, then so three. But make sure the bigger appendage is out if you were doing that first. Yes. So, so if you wanted to vomit inside somebody, <laughs> you'd have to take your other appendages out first. Exactly. Yes. Now, okay. I need to explain Thank this. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, would you like to summarise what Stuart has just told us? <laughs> Please. Pissing on someone's chair. This is going to be a good one. So, if you were to have your <laughs> chips pissed on, uh, this would be a situation in which you've got a pie which you had wanted to have all day and then somebody <laughs> vomits inside your asshole. <laughs> That is succinct and it is, I think, a fair. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it was fair. I think this phrase could be changed to fucking oh, you know, hell, this guy's really vomited in my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're vomiting in my asshole right yeah. now. We now, I, I certainly feel that we could probably uh, use that in our lives as we carry on with them. Yeah. Hey, Andy. Why have you vomited in my asshole? I don't know. <laughs> well, I thought you were too happy. Yeah, yeah, you were too happy, so I thought I'd vomit in your asshole and okay. really ruin your day. Is that a form of love? Um, depends what day of the week. If it goes in the eyes, yes. Again. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. At the end of all of that, who do you feel has provided the most satisfactory explanations? It's tough. It's tough. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that some of Rich's information was slightly contradictory. Um, and Stuart did help us uh, really pin down the static location of Croydon. Mm. So I would have to go with Stuart. I think Rich's explanations were very good. But I think that we learnt so much about B's function... Mm. And their sizes and how they can change. And how essential that else that was to all of our other knowledge. Mm. Um, and the and the manifold utilities of the area near the bee's flap. Mm. Um, I, I think I would agree that Stuart's explanations were the best. So, uh, Rich Wilson, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, Stuart Laws, thank you very much indeed. It's been an, an absolute uh, fiesta. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Oh, oh, for God's sake. That's, that's really, really vomited, vomited in my, my asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now this one, is, why does it have Yeah, to that's be? a shame, actually, because that's it's weird to see someone shot right between the eyes, but it to explode out, take the eyes with it fully in such a <laughs> grotesque way. through the way. flap. Yeah, yeah. Straight out through oh, the God, flap. Oh, God, that bullet's worked. It's, it's like um, JFK, isn't it? But it's worked its yeah. way down the body and out the, out yeah. the butt. So what do we do now? Do we have to clean these up? Well, I guess we could, we could, Just we could, we could kiss them. Do you want to, there's not much left of Andy, really. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, yeah. So um, should we just mush them together and make one big one? <laughs> you have been listening to Born Yesterday, featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show, and Steve Pretty composed the music. Oh, oh, oh. 
If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.